0: You're listening to the Music Millionaires Radio and Podcast Show, broadcasting internationally on multiple platforms throughout the world. Statements and opinions made by guests on Music Millionaires Radio are not to be considered as endorsed by sponsors or affiliate and networks. Any rebroadcast or reproduction of this podcast without the written consent of Music Millionaires is strictly prohibited. Get ready for a day or night filled with information into the music business, your favorite artists, new releases or production tips or ideas. If there is something we think will help you as a fan or musician, you'll find it on this show. That includes YouTube tips as well. And I'm your host SG1 from The Peacemakers. So stay tuned, sit back and relax and get ready for this episode good morning good evening good afternoon good night good something man i don't care what it is um or what time of day it is for you i hope that you are having an absolutely great day good day absolutely on purpose and um i'm glad man to be here again man. i'm really glad to be here and be able to chop it up and be on this planet one more day to be able to give you guys the music business and game man and um Really appreciate it. I really appreciate you guys listening to me. Now, if you guys were paying attention last week, or if you tuned in last week, then you heard my interview with R&B artist Michael Keith or Mike Keith from One Twelve. Again, one of my uh, good friends, one of my best friends. uh, Always been transparent. Always been straightforward just a stand-up guy and he is funny as hell also if you did listen and you heard me curse more than i ever cursed and probably will ever curse you heard me laugh as hard as i've ever laughed and um you've heard me enjoy myself the way i've never enjoyed myself before on any interviews that i've ever given or um anytime i've ever tried to teach you guys anything on these platforms and uh that's truly because when you are around real people and you're around um Good friends, um, you tend to enjoy yourself and they tend to bring the best out of you, man. And, um, uh, Michael Keith of 112 is one of those people who bring the best out of me. Um, unlike now, I'll tell you somebody else who's pretty damn funny that I really enjoyed being around, which is, uh, DOC. DOC is one of the funniest dudes ever, um, <laughs> when it comes to his straightforwardness, his realness, um, bluntness. He, he's, he's one of those guys, man, that's just like, uh, one of those epiphany type people. You know, you can have a conversation with him and have an epiphany while you're speaking with him. But, uh, nevertheless, uh, I really enjoyed, um, speaking with Mike and I hope a lot of the topic and subject topics and, and questions and answers that, um, we talked about gave you guys some insight. But what I'll tell you something though, that, particular interview really sparked a lot in me and it really what's the best way to say this it inspired this particular podcast and, I, and i'll tell you why in in the music industry uh oh, you'll you'll find that you 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 really are tiptoeing when you're in the music industry you are you are playing your role, you know, you don't know who's who, you don't know what's what, you know, your first major opportunity to be in a studio with a major artist, or a major artist, excuse me, um, you're trying to feel your way through it, and if you are in a group or in a uh rap duo or production songwriting team like the Peacemakers, you know, um, you really... You're really trying to learn as you go along in the industry. But I'll go back. When you are in those situations, you are really trying to find your place in that whole scenario. And you're learning people. You're learning who's who. You're learning temperaments. You're learning when there's a joke, when to joke, when not to joke, um, when it's time to get down to work. You know what I mean? Like, you know, all BS aside. And, And so it's a real learning curve you are um, or you're, the, you're really tuning in to working with the professionals and the guys who make things happen. Um, but with all that said, you know, that conversation with Mike, you know, brought up some questions for me and things I should have actually asked. Like I wanted to ask and I should have asked him, um, you know, how the business agreement work out, like when it comes to writing songs, because I think those were pivotal questions that I should have asked that I did not get a chance to ask but want to know like how did that work for them when songs are written as a group you know most of the time and a lot of times, a lot of ghostwriters come in like ourselves. We were ghostwriters and producers that come in and we will write the song per se. But then a lot of times you have artists like 112 that actually wrote their own songs. They wrote their lyrics. Um, a a ghostwriter might have written the hook or the chorus or came up with the ideal concept. But when you have a situation where all hands on board or all hands on deck are participating, in the songwriting process I wanted to know what would be their split or let's say for instance if if uh, Duran or Slim were the only writers on the song but all of the guys sung it I wanted to know how did they handle song splits in a situation like that was that a group thing was it uh, because I do I do know they get performing royalties or performing rights royalties because they're performing it but I want to I, I really want to ask Mike how does that part um, Work for them as a group because I've never been in a situation like that where groups, if only two or three maybe of the the uh, artists wrote the song, did the fourth artist get any writing credit as well? And I was interested in finding that out. But what it did lead me to um, come up with was the concept for this particular show episode. And um, the the thing that I think the most that I want to share with you guys was song splits, but let me go back. Why I really think song split sheets and understanding song splits and agreements is important. It's a real simple one. I have witnessed. I have witnessed friendships um, that have been decades in the making. I have witnessed family members, friends, so-called friends. I have witnessed The worst things ever happen between family, friends, partners, uh, when it comes to success, when it happens. I have not only witnessed it, I've experienced it firsthand. And the thing that always gets you, and I've always told you guys this in um, my YouTube videos and and my YouTube channel, that regardless to friendship or so-called friendship, Whatever your agreement is, make sure you have it in writing. Because I'll tell you, listen, when you're in the moment, right, and you guys are in the heat of the moment and you are really trying to establish something and you, you really want it to work and you believe it's going to work and you, you feel, it with, feel it in your heart and your bones that it's going to work, you don't think about little things like, what if this doesn't work between us? What if somebody else is looking at me differently as a songwriter, as a friend, as a business partner? Because that's what you all are, your business partners. Or one, one even better, you know, what if you're in a studio with someone you don't know and you participate inside of the songwriting process and you do your part and things don't go necessarily the right way, yet at the end of the day you just help possibly create a multi-platinum or Grammy Award winning song. And friendship will keep you from eating at the end of the day. Friendship will make you believe oftentimes that the person you call your friend or your family or your business partner will have your best interest in mind. Even if they understand the business better than you do at that time, that there is no possible way my friend, the person that I call friend or buddy, will do anything to harm me. Or go against me. Better yet, I know my friend has my best interest in mind as well, and he knows that if it was me on the end of this, um, I would do what's right by him. I would do what's best for him. Right? These are all the things that is an automatic feeling inside of friendships and relationships and business agreements or partners. And when I say business agreements, I mean a business agreement that may be verbal. You you didn't necessarily outline and and stipulate in black and white what your duties are and what your percentage will be right you know you're saying a business agreement that hey we agree that we are working together and this is what we're going to be doing and we're going to split this thing down the middle because i believe that we can do it you can do it right <laughs> if you guys ever watched that uh old adam sandler films or film that he do is always a guy that like i think the guy who played deuce Bigelow, i can't think of his acting name but he's always you can do it but um in your heart of heart, in your mind of mind, you know, you never can foresee a time that you will be screwed by someone you're either doing business with or someone you call a business partner or a family member or anything of that nature. And I'll tell you, let me tell you something, hands down, I hear more horror stories about family um, going against each other and hurting each other than I do friends. I, I've heard more horror stories and how money can separate an entire family and split a family up in the drop of a dime, especially when it comes to when someone don't feel like they're getting their cut. You know, hey, God forbid, listen, somebody died in your family and left some money and no one actually knew what the will said except for the attorney. And then the attorney is like, hey, you know, so-and-so, you get this and you get this. And, you know, grandmama left you X, Y, Z. And I don't care what you think. But if there is not full disclosure, someone's going to get mad. Even if there is full disclosure, somebody's going to feel like, well, why did he get more than I got? Right. (laughs) Why did grandma leave so and so and so and so more than I have? I have watched that happen on countless occasions or even or even the 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 whole thing about someone maybe being better than the other person and that person who's doing some of the work. Or most of the work feel like, well, I'm entitled to more of this than this other person, even though I know I agreed that when we were we was down and out, that I was going. It's a split down the middle, right? Family. Let me explain something to you. We now live in a world where money is king. People say money is the root. To all evil, and then people say, I've heard other people respond and say, No, money is not the root of all evil, it is the person or people that are the root to all evil. Because if uh, if people allow money to change them, then they never were or are who they claim they really were. But does it matter at that, that time? Does it will it really matter at that time if they um, show their true colors, but they are where they need to be at, they are being successful? Do you think they're thinking about you and how you helped them get there? Do you think they will think about you and come back and say later on, hey, I know that you helped me build this out and helped, and you was a real friend, and you was by my side, and when times were down and out and all these different things, you got me out of those situations. And regardless to why our, we separated or why we, we're no longer together, man, I want to make sure that you're taken care of as well. Here, here's your portion of that money that you didn't get from said situation. Do you think people are like that today, guys? Y'all y'all really think that that would happen, especially in the music industry? Do you think that when you're sitting in the studio and you're, you're not getting any sleep and you're doing your part and you're doing what's asked of you, that you won't get what's owed to you at the end of the day? No, you think that I'm going to get my share because I'm with a person that loves me and cares about me. Well, we'll see, man. Let's talk about it. and it's something hot you'll get. All right, guys. See, so yeah, I know you're trying to figure out, like, where is SG coming from? Where Where is all this coming from? I told you before, not only is this coming from what I've seen in the industry, but from personal experiences as well. And like I said, interviewing Mike had me thinking on so many different levels. You know, um, all of the... Things necessary to put in place. And so what I said was, I've talked to you guys about this before, but I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about something that's, that's real, man. I want to talk about split sheets. How you, at least when it comes to songwriting um, and production and, and your, whatever role you play in the music creation process, how you can protect yourself. And, and I want to give you guys at least an outline to know what to do in just a basic example and, and again let's not make this personal and anyone who makes this personal and anyone who says oh well what we need song split sheets for why do we need to sign these you know you can trust me you know I got you bro you know what I mean? I, I'll take care of it you know anyone who tells you that listen be careful I'm not saying they won't do what's right by you but let's say they do right by you the first couple times let's say they do right by you the first 10 times And you just get accustomed to that person handling the business for you in hopes that you're gonna get your part. What if they don't do right by you when you have that 10 times platinum song or that Grammy award winning song? What if that doesn't happen because you didn't take the time out to make an agreement or sign an agreement or ask about agreements? And I'll tell you the number one thing that happens in the industry, right? firsthand. I've seen it happen. I've experienced it. You can be in a session and you can be banging out some bomb tracks and everybody knows who's there. But the engineer um, who may be working for the studio, who's entitled to who's entitled to or his job description is to make sure that the song splits and the collaborators are on the session. Sometimes he may not know your name. right? Sometimes. He doesn't know what part you played. Sometimes all he can hear is the person that is the designee or the go to person for the songwriting, you know, or the the known name or known producers in the room. You know, what I mean, what if you're in the room with, you know, celebrity producers and celebrity writers and you're a newbie here and you did your part. Right. And it's and it's used. But. Your name gets no credit. I right, listen, I'm going to tell you something straight up. I don't care if you write four words on a verse you have partaken in the songwriting process and you owe something i don't care if it's one percent you hear me a quarter of writing percent because if you have a 10 time (laughs) listen what i'm saying to you 10x platinum song it adds up you understand but oftentimes you're left out because you don't speak up oftentimes you rely on someone else to speak up for you and say hey sg was on that track Let's make sure SG helped right. He created, he came up with a concept. He might have changed up the snares or the hi hats or whatever. And you're, you're wishing and hoping someone does that. And then the thing that happens the most time is you don't want to be that, 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 that elephant in the room. You don't want to be the asshole that's like, should I say something? Should I, well, you know, am I going to get credit for this? It's, am I going to get paid for this? Did, you know, will, will he or she, multi-grammy award-winning songwriter know that i played my part you know because it may not be you you may not be a vocalist you may not be someone who can sing what you say maybe you're better at just putting words to paper you get what i'm saying but maybe you are shadowing someone greater than yourself and and maybe you expect that person to uh, chime in and make sure that you get your songwriting credit or you get your producing credit right what happens when that happens you know, well, guys, I'm going to tell you, you, you have to be, you have to ask. And you have to ask in front of people. You got to be straightforward. You got to be straight up. You got to say, hey, guys, how are we going to do these split sheets? Hey, and, and make a joke out of it. You know, I know I only wrote maybe, you know what I mean, like a, a quarter of a word, right? <laughs> but. What's that worth to you all? You know what I mean? You know, I I need to get paid too, bro. You know, I got bills to do. I'm not just sitting in a studio, man, you know, twiddling my thumb. This is my dream. This is my fantasy as well. I'm trying to get there with you. I need my name in the credits as well, right? Sometimes you have to be that person that does that to, to go outside of your comfort zone. And that's what I'm trying to really say to you guys. You have to go outside of your comfort zone because at the end of the day, this is business. This is business. And this is your opportunity to make your business a reality, to make, put yourself in the position where you're successful. A lot of us are scared to do it. No, for real. A lot of us are scared to do it. It could be intimidating to be sitting in a room full of multi platinum producers and a Grammy award winning songwriters. And you you know, you, I was that, I was that person, bro. I was, you know, listen, I'm sitting here like I come from the Miami base era. You get what I'm saying? I was a producer, a songwriter. I do all that, right? But I come from the Miami bass era. So my first time sitting in on a session where I'm like, oh, MG, it's going down, right? I'm intimidated. What do I say? How do I make sure I get my my credit? What What's going to happen? You know, do, is Sly going to make sure I know? Is Sly going to make sure they know? You know, is, is, is he going to say something for me? You get what I'm saying? And... Only until after it was all said and done did I realize all I had to do was say, well, how's the splits going to go? How are we doing this? Who's getting what? Because we all have to agree on that. See, that's what people don't take before to realize. They can prove you was at the session. They can prove you was there. They can prove you participated. You can say with no, 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 no kind of uh, lack of uh, belief or excuse me, I'm not saying it right. Unequivocally, I think I just made a word up, but without doubt. You was there, and everyone knows you was there, and everyone knew you took place in the process of the songwriting. Everyone knew that you took part in the last part of the composition. But are you on the split sheets? Are you on the credits? Okay, so I I said all that to you because I just gave you real-life examples, man. I'm telling you again from experience what i've seen i've heard other producers come to me i've heard other songwriters come to me and says am i going to get credit sg how is this going to work they say closed mouths don't get fed and i promise you if your mouth is closed you will not get fed and somebody will be taking a percentage of your rights to that song and eating while your mouth is closed they're getting fat you're getting skinny because you can't feed your children because you kept your mouth closed. Well, look here, when we get back, I'm going to stop talking all this and I'm going to talk to you and explain to you how percentages work. All right. And I'm going to tell you how it should break down and what you can do. All right, guys, but you got to be paying attention. So get your pen and pad together, get your paperwork together, get whatever you need to get together so that you can write down what I'm getting ready to share with you guys. All right. All right. Be right back. This is Big Snoop D-O-double-G, and I hope y'all ready for the bombest mother**** to ever grace the airwaves Music. guys. So again, hey, listen, if you have some questions or some things you want to find out about, or you got some concept ideas or something that you think I should be featuring in the podcast, make sure you email me guys at musicmillionaires at gmail.com. That's musicmillionaires at gmail.com to send me some questions or some things that you think or topics that you think I should cover in one of my podcasts. Also, if you're looking to have your music, all right, placed in some of these podcasts or played in my podcast um, and you think that your music is great enough to be heard by my listeners, then send over your music as well to the same email address, musicmillionaires at com. Put in the subject line, music for podcast or radio show, and we'll check it out. And we'll let you know that we, we're going to play it. However, what you, you have to do, though, is you're going to have to give us permission. You're going to have to sign over a license saying that you authorize us to play your music because I do stream it on YouTube, and I'm telling you now, if you have your music on, Uh, distro kid on the YouTube being monetized or you have your music uh, with TuneCore or CD Baby anything like that that you're submitting to us um, they uh, they attempt to demonetize accounts when we play your music so if you have any of that in place you need to send me over an agreement as well so that I can play your music and share it with the world alright so I just want to get that part of the business out the way but I'd be very willing and wanting to play some of you guys' music during my podcast because I think I want to start changing this concept and and, and treating it as more like a radio show because that's what really it is. The way I'm handling it, it's like a radio show. But um anyway, there's that. Oh, excuse me, musicmillionaires at gmail dot com. Now, we were talking about protecting yourself and the assumption that we have when it comes to are your partners or is that friendship is are you gonna get paid when you're in the studio working on that song with your friends? And we're talking about basically split sheets and understanding what a split sheet is and how it should basically look um, when it comes to getting your portion of your royalties. Now, full disclosure. Well, I'm not gonna say full disclosure. Let me everything is full disclosure with me, but so let's let's talk about it. A split sheet is basically, if you don't know, it's an agreement or and or a breakdown of percentages that is allotted to each producer, each songwriter, each co-writer. Whoever has partaken in the songwriting process, it breaks down the agreed-upon amount by each writer and producer. Okay, And one of the rumors, and that's the first thing I want to talk about, one of the rumors is uh, that there is no split with the producer. Um, he or she didn't write your song um, so you don't have to share your um, songwriting royalties with that producer the only person that you have to share it with is a co-writer okay and the the producer only gets uh, paid for their time and expertise you know i've literally seen that on websites and i've seen people spit that useless information out there and and in literal literally don't understand and that told me at first 100% that that was a producer or someone who either is ripping people off or don't understand how the music business works because that is 100% BS okay you can't have a song without the production you can't have a song without the beat okay there is no song without it other than that you just have lyrics okay you can have vocals you can have lyrics you can have all that and if your song only is compromised of or comprised of, excuse me, if your song is only comprised of lyrics and and harmonies, that's still a song. However, you're still the producer on that, okay? Someone's going to, the harmony is considered a, a beat, okay? Believe it or not. Um, uh, I've seen in the past, we've made songs, and Sly specifically, who taught me this this concept of just making a beat without anything but his, his voice. You know, literally took the beatbox concept and started making a track. Out of the beatbox and then harmonizing and then vocalizing and and at adding riffs and all these different things to it in a melody, just using our voice. And again, that is still production. That is production at its best. Okay. And if you guys are interested in hearing that, I can definitely let you hear the song that I'm talking about that we did for one of our projects. But a producer is allotted his portion of the songwriting. All right. And l- let me explain this to you. Firstly each pro performing rights organization have different breakdowns when it comes to the music percentages so for bmi bmi looks at a song at 100% so when you are registering a song in bmi it's going to ask for a 100% breakdown and so you know um that's how bmi looks at a song ascap is a little different ascap has it as 50% which is 100% to them <laughs> okay i don't don't ask me how it breaks down exactly because Outside of, of their numbers, I've never asked them why they say 50%, uh, which equals 100% versus anything else. Uh, and maybe it's just my lack of understanding. But I, I guess I need to find out why ASCAP does it that way. Either way it goes, there's 100% of a song. All right. And so the producer, okay, the producer, the guy who made the track, is automatically entitled 50% of those rights. Did you hear what I just said to you? The producer is automatically Entitled to fifty percent of the royalties, unless he has a co producer or others who have produced on the song as well, all right now, the other fifty percent goes to the writers, the people who actually write the song, the people who write the verses, the hooks you know come well, the hook is the chorus as well, the bridge all these. Elements that make up a song, there is 50% entitled to those people who create that aspect of it. Now, was I clear? Producers get 50%, writers get 50%. That makes up 100% of a song. But that can change. And this is the most important part I want you guys to really listen to. Okay? The percentages is based on who participates. In the creation and process of the song, so a, a, a simplistic agreement or a simplistic example would be: you have two producers um, that created a track. All right, so producer A created the the uh, beat. He came up with the tempo. He came up with the hi hat, and let's say he came up with some snares and a rhythm. Producer B came up with the melody he uh, added some you know a guitar to it he came in and did whatever his part is or let's say for example we have a band since i mentioned a guitar if we have a band let's say that band consists of um, four musicians in a situation like that it's always highly recommended that unless you played a very minuscule part everybody out of the four musicians would be entitled to their share and if it's a uh, 50% share, it breaks down to, I think, maybe 12.5% each, if I'm not mistaken. So each one of you at the four will get 12.5% of the 50% that is owed on the production side of things. Now, inside of ASCAP, I know they even ask you is this orchestrated music and things of that nature, which we're not going to even get into, but um, from the standpoint of the music composition, each band member, when I say band member, those playing the guitar would be entitled to 12.5, which comes out to that 50%. Now, let's flip that. So say we have a band member who's also a writer, okay, or a a group of writers who wrote. But for, but for simplicity, I'm just going to say, say we have a band writer or a band member who's not only a musician and he has his 12.5%, but he also wrote the song. Now, what he's entitled to, is the other 50%. So he's going to make 12.5% as a producer or composer, and then he's going to make an additional 25%, excuse me, 50% as a songwriter, unless someone else has helped him write. Now, only you guys, to be honest with you, can determine who should get the percentages. Okay, That's, that's within fairness. Only you guys should be able to come up with, within fairness, you guys should be able to come up with and say, well, you did so much on this track and I did so much in this track and, you know, he did so much in this track. Um, and so I think the split should be this in all fairness and it should be a, 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 a decent number. You know, what I mean, so I'm, I'm not saying that if you only did if you did, you know, let's say if you just came up with a line, you know, what I mean, uh, and, and within the first four bars uh, of the song, you know, I, I do feel that you're entitled to something. I don't think you should be saying, oh, I want half. OK, so if you only did a line in the entire song or you did, um, you know, uh, um, the hook. OK, now the hook, the hook is a little bit different because the hook will be used throughout the song. All right. So the hook, in fairness, should have a larger portion, even if it's 12.5. Um, but you guys can decide that. However, my whole point is. Everyone who partakes in the song should have a portion and it should be agreed upon because, see, now we're talking about that back-end money, the points. This is what they say when they say getting your points. And so your points should equate to your participation in the song. And you want to make sure, even if, let's do this, even if it's your project, let's say you're the the controlling um, producer, you're the one who is getting uh, the writers on the, the production side of this particular project you know and you know already that you have your track intact the entire track was done by you uh... per se and now you have these writers your job should be as the producer to do just that make sure that everyone on that particular song is getting what's allotted to them Okay. now in case In the case where you have a major artist who's participating, then that is something that you, the major artist, will sit down and think about or talk about because the major artist may be a songwriter on this. They may come in and they may tell you they want the beat changed a certain way. They may even come in and play on the beat. In those situations, you got to play it by ear. However, I can tell you now that major artist is going to tell you that they're entitled to that song because it's too easy for them just to find someone else to come in and, and do exactly what they need. And you may not be on the project at all, but... As the producer, you want to make sure that you are making, make make sure everyone is eating and make sure everyone is playing their part and they're getting what's owed to them, okay? So you want to make sure you do that. When I get back, uh, we're going to talk about PROs, all right? And what we just talked about and how it affects your royalties when your PRO sends out your portion of your monies, all right? Be right back, guys. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's that Kevin Hart stuff, man. I love it when that dude, dude said that, man. He was like, "All right, all right, all right." Y'all know what to talk about. We were talking about his dad and stuff, yeah, man. So, anyway, we're back once again. I'm your host SG One from the Grammy Award winning team, the Peacemakers, and Music Millionaires on YouTube, and uh, we were talking songwriting splits and basically gave you guys a synopsis of all the possibilities and why it's important to have your songwriting splits and agreements in hand and ready to go and, and how they basically protects everyone in their interest um, when you are composing a song or when you're making a um, song uh, for someone else. And so like I said... I want to talk to you about what the songwriting splits do for you. So basically, when you when you have the songwriting splits and you submit it to your administrator or your publishing company, um, this allows your publishing company or your administrator to know what is due to you. And while we're talking about that, let's talk about the importance of a, a great songwriting agree- agreement. Because you can do a simplistic songwriting agreement, right? And that... Simplistic songwriting agreement can just be a split sheet, complete, just a basic split sheet that basically outlines the title of the song, all right, or the title of the project, um, the composer, the beats per minute, um, the writers, co-writers, things of that nature, and then percentages written out by them or written out on that particular sheet. And then a signature by everyone stating that this is agreed upon and, and um, that is the correct um, songwriting percentages. But let's delve a little deeper because when I talked about P.R.O. just then, which is how you get paid was when that songwriting or that split sheet is submitted to your administrator or whoever deals with the, the um, submission of the percentages for a particular song or a catalog, the key word that I used that made me think about this even more was administrator. Because in a great split a split sheet agreement, you have terms and conditions, okay, and a lot of times in that terms and condition you want to get out the way a lot of different lingo you want to get a lot of things out the way while you 're doing it, and some of those things may be mechanical royalties, it may be sync agreement uh it may be administration um, and all the different things and and just to give you an example, like you may want to have in a clause that says each writer agrees that the right or the title and interest in the song uh including all the subsidiary rights et etc et etc um, um and to maintain the copyright and all the other stuff that's involved is um, agreed upon basically, you might want to have in there you know uh, that each songwriter is entitled to their own um publishing and their publishing administrator you know to make sure that the information and the credits are correct there's, there's a lot of different things you can put in there and i'm just bouncing around in my head actually i need to probably pull something up to give you a better example but let's see um um things like you know that each rights and the copyrights are you know belongs to each person based on their percentage you know what i mean um let's say um each writer has um their each writer has the right to administer his or her share of the music that they have or the composition you know uh and, and when you say administer you know that right you know most of the time administration is um synonymous with you know having an actual uh, publicist excuse me publishing administrator um but it also has a broad scope of terminology as well and different meanings uh let's see you want to have maybe warrants warranties you know warranties that okay if you're doing something or if the song has any samples in it that you're unaware of that whoever produced the track you know warrants that that song or he has the clearance to or will acquire the clearance um for that song to be published properly, you know these are little things that you want to cover yourself on because you know you want to make sure again you get paid. Secondly, you want to make sure you you, you get all the immediate business out of the way. Uh, you want your song to be a one stop, okay? And so for those who are in the sync and TV um, placement uh, business, when it comes to music, you understand what one stop is. Uh, one stop is basically uh, all the pertinent information, everything that needs to happen on the back end has already happened and it makes the music syncable instantly, you know, versus having to go out and search for producers and search for writers and and them release their mechanical rights to, you know, said company so that music can be published properly and that, you know, publishing companies can go go forth with, you know, all of the behind closed door information and and, and submit the metadata and all the different things. And I'm just generalizing it, guys, you know, that's not exact the way it happens, but you get my point, you know, Um, you want to make sure that you indemnify and hold each other um, harmless, you know, from any claims or uh, uh, infringements, you know, based on an alleged or possible lawsuit, you know, coming from a sampling or lyrics that might have been stolen that you didn't know or stolen or anything of that nature, you know, these are things that you really have to think about and uh, delve into because they're, they're they're not talked about, guys. These are things that people don't know. And so we've made music so simplistic in its nature. But here's the disadvantage of that right now. You know, what a lot of record labels know that you guys don't have that information, you know, and that you don't have that understanding, you know what I mean? And so when you're signing things, man, a lot of times you have to sign it understanding and knowing what it is you're signing and all the things that you should be covering within your signature or your split sheet agreement. And so these are just some things I definitely want to share with you guys so that you can have at least an understanding of just some of the things that you guys should be covering yourself and making sure you're covering yourself on. Um, you know, and again, knowledge is power, right? And I keep telling you that knowledge is power. And the more you guys know, the better you become at your music business. All right. However, the creation process of a song is just one element that most of us are great at the creative process that we are. And What we represent, that spirit of creativity is the easy part for a lot of us. You know, we have our creative juices flowing. You know, when we are inspired to do or or write a song or make a composition, you know, these things come easy for a lot of us. But what does not come easy, and like I said before, that uneasiness to speak the truth or ask the question or ask what's going to happen hurts us more than it helps us. We just talked up, I brought up a lot of great things and subjects and topics for you guys to think about. I just said a lot of things um, for you guys to talk about. I've given you a lot of information, and a lot of it's just based on making sure that you guys are protected. And I I, I didn't put forth every scenario and situation that I could in that. I just gave you a generalization, a generalization, and general ideas to how a lot of times um, people are basically robbed of their uh, royalties. And again, it's it's because, you know, in a new environment or in a situation, you don't want to feel like the elephant in the room. You don't want to be that person that brings up something that no one else is talking about. But when you're new to this, until you can really get your your foot in the, your foothold, your a good grasp, shall I say, Um, on the music business and how it's done. And, or if you don't, you know, you're not signed with a publishing company already, because a lot of times being signed to a publishing company, that publishing company deals with and handles a lot of that for you. You know, they find out what the percentages are, or they force you to find out what the percentages are when you're in a session. Um, Because oftentimes publishing companies um, put you in writing sessions. They put you or match you up with Writers or, or put you on a writing project, and so a lot of times they already will take care a lot of this. but if you 're not signed with a publishing company, if you 're not signed with the peacemakers publishing, <laughs> then you know um, you 're going to need to know what to do. When when put in a situation like that To ensure that you receive your royalties And that's what this is all about, family You know, I'm I'm not jumping on you I'm not trying to bash you I'm not even trying to hurt you What I'm trying to do is empower you To be able to handle your business the proper way And to know what to do When you actually get your first major deal Or even a small deal Because it doesn't matter I don't care how big or large the deal is You should still follow these steps So, you know, that's my thing, man I want to empower you guys to make sure that you are put in a predicament situation for success and that you are able to succeed. And I don't give a damn if it's just $5 you make off of it from back royalties because they didn't market it or produced it. It's the songwriting credits that work for you the best. The more songwriting credits you have, whether you are actually the, the writer, a vocalist, or a producer, the better your portfolio look. And um, you can't get those songwriting credits unless you're doing it under your business, Right, like us, the peacemakers, or unless you 're doing it uh under your writing name or your name that you go by or your your legal name, so you know these are little things that i 'm trying to teach you guys how it 's supposed to go down, how the percentages oftentimes happen, and what qualifies you to even get a percentage of um, some royalties when it comes to songs and song compositions. Um, and, and I hope all this is helping. You know, I really hope it helps you, and I hope it helps you in any, maybe in a current or recent situation that you find yourself in. But um I'm here to help, man. You know, that's what it is at the, end of the day. I, I wish someone was there for me when I got, you know, put in situations like that. I wish someone was here for us when we first got our first situation like this. Uh, but what we did, we did learn. You know, over time, we did learn. We learned how this works. We learned, you know, how it goes down and and and. At the end of the day, you know, we, we've come to understand the music side of the business. And like I said, I generalize a lot of this conversation. It is not the exact step-by-step process that you should take. But at least you will know what should happen and also what you should be doing at least to protect yourself. Either way you go, man. This is your man SG1 from Music Millionaire's TV again. And if you haven't already, guys, let me ask you this. If you haven't already, make sure you stop by. My YouTube channel, which is Music Millionaires TV, okay, and um, sign up and subscribe, shall I say, this, because I'm giving you the music business for 100% free. You can't beat that, guys. Free, free, free. And if you already signed up and you have not signed up, for the music millionaire's website, which is musicdasmiaires dot com then go over there and sign up at least get the free ebook, which is the first thing most artists never do and If you already have that, then just sign up and become a member. you know what I mean become a member, get all the tools that you need because that 's the key behind any business. every business has tools, and I have over there for you contracts, I have over there for you uh, beat kits I have over there pretty much everything you need in order to get your company up and running up and running, <laughs> even the llc breakdown and, and the corporate documentation that you need to get that up and running and I'm, you know what i'm thinking we might even need to you know what we might even enhance the website and just make that service available for you guys You know, tell me what you think man. email me and tell me what you think should we do maybe a a service where we will create your record label or production company for you um uh, basically a la carte and 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 get all the legwork out for you and just mail you all your paperwork back because that's more beneficial. Tell me if that's something you guys are interested in that you think will help you out at the end of the day. Either way it goes guys um, let me know and I look forward to hearing from you guys. Um, This is your man again from Music Millionaire's TV and the Grammy award winning team, the Peacemakers and always remember guys music is life. We out.